Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Um, today um, is an episode that I feel perfectly captures what I feel like this podcast is really all what it's meant to be. Um, what 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 the origin of this podcast is really supposed to be. Um, it's whatever I want it to be, per se, but it is essentially going to be however many minutes of me just sitting here, like, explaining why my opinion on this matter is valid, and I will not hear any other any other opinions. You know how, like, on necklaces, like, the the chain part that connects it together always, like, comes up in the front? Why can't... Like, I feel like we've invented almost everything known to man, but we haven't created necklaces where the back part doesn't just stay in the back. So. Um, I barely got any sleep. I'll be honest. I'm a little out of it right now. It's still, I don't want to say it's early in the morning because it could be earlier, but it's like, it's 1014. I've been up for about an hour and a half, but I went to bed at like almost two. So that's highly unfortunate for me. Um, I had a leftover coffee that I got yesterday that I just obviously if I'm paying like seven dollars for a coffee I'm not gonna just like waste it and throw it out so yeah I did stick it back in my fridge and put more ice in it and now it's like a slightly watered down version of the coffee I had earlier it's a um iced pistachio latte from Starbucks highly recommend they got their pistachio back I think it's only for a few months it starts in January I think it maybe goes away in like April I don't know I just made that up but Um, what else to catch you guys up on real quick? This is like my therapy sessions, um, in a sense that like every week I have to catch my therapist up on things. Um, obviously like I catch her up on like the things that she missed that week. Um, and then we, you know, go into detail of, of the things that happened and talk about it and she counsels me, but, um, in a sense, I have to catch you guys up on on what's been going on since I lo- last talked to you. Last time I talked to you guys, it was 2022. It is now 2023. Happy New Year. Uh, hopefully, you guys have an amazing year. Um, I'm excited to see what's in store for the pod and just for me and for you guys and sending extremely positive vibes your way. Um Just remember, you're in control of your life, and you get to choose how things play out for you. You're in control of that, and you just have to keep remembering what you are in control of and what you aren't in control of. So keep that in mind, and be nice to yourself. You only get one self, so be nice to yourself. Um, next up, uh, on my things I want to catch you guys up on, I started reading a book. 
holy shit i go through these phases where um i like will read 15 books in a month and then other times i won't read a book for like six months and i um i'm i'm back at my i'm back i got a bunch of books for christmas and so obviously i I want i want to read them i literally i think i i've been in such a drought of reading for so long like months i got books for my birthday last june that i still haven't read so i got a lot of catching up to do and here's the thing i have adhd um and like diagnosed officially uh which is very difficult by the way to do in adults but that's a whole topic that i don't feel like getting into and it's really hard for me to like start something new um so like a book or a movie or a a new tv show and i have a really hard time finishing things and um so for books like i have to listen to the audiobook for the first like couple chapters or so many pages to like get to the point where it starts to like pick up because you know books don't really like get to their point until like I don't know a couple chapters in 100 pages in or whatever and so for the first like 100 pages or so I have to listen to it because if I don't if I don't have someone like reading it to me until it gets to like a good intriguing part where I can read it by myself like good luck me ever finishing that book it's just like not gonna happen so um I'm currently reading The Secret History and I've wanted to read this for a long time it blew up on TikTok like about last year or something and I've had it on my um books to read for a long time and I finally got it and I didn't really know what it was about but I just heard really 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 great things about it so I I got it for Christmas and basically anyone who's wanting to read it I haven't finished it yet but I just got to like kind of almost the turning point I'm like almost on page 200 and there's like fucking 500 pages but I and I don't know at but at the part that I'm at right now I don't know how there's still like 300 pages left but that's beyond me um it's it's about the uh there's a the fir- it's first person narrative but it's about this guy who goes to this school um has a kind of hard life kind of a harsh family upbringing and he goes to this college in, in Vermont and he uh, joins this very like elitist group of kids that are like kind of the oddballs. People, everyone just is like, it's like they only all hang out with each other and they all only ever have this one professor. And this one professor is extremely um, like picky about his students. Like there's only five of them. And then this new guy comes in. And everyone's like, dude, stay away from them. Like, they're fucking weird. Like, they worship the devil and some shit. So it's basically, like, these students who are all, like, incredibly intellectually smart. They all come from, like, a lot of money. And this new guy is, like, he's smart, but he did not come from a wealthy upbringing. And there's, like, as the story goes along, like, there's these little bits and pieces that the narrator mentions where you're like, that's a little that's a little weird that they're doing that um but and then just boom like that's I literally read it last night and I'm like what the fuck and the prologue of the book is like really like in the it gets right off the bat you're like what the fuck 
um, okay, got to figure out why that happened. So from the beginning, it's like, you're like, okay, I read this in the prologue. I know what happens. Like, and it's like, it mentions it throughout the book, but you still don't know how that thing happened that you read in the prologue. So just from the start, you're already hooked. And, um, there are some parts where it's like, it gets a little slow, but then it's like the author, like just ramps it up. I'm sorry. I'm I'm like babbling on about this. I'll get into the topic in a second, but I just feel like I really need to get this off my chest. I haven't been able to talk to anyone about it. So if you guys are going to listen to this episode, I figured, you, you know, might as well just fucking get it out now. Um, and it's, it's like these students who are like all hyper focused on Greek, uh, the language and just like the Romans and Greek gods and everything. And they make so many references to like Greek gods or uh, mythology. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I don't know who that person is, but you know, I'm like sitting on my phone with my book next to me, like Googling shit. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this means, but this feels really important. But that's, I wish I could talk about it more in detail, but I don't want to ruin it if any of you guys want to read it. It's called The Secret History. It's really, really fucking good so far. Um, it deserves all the hype, um, and I'm very interested to see where the rest of it's going to go. Now, to get into today's discussion, which is the greatest movies of all time. Now, I want to reiterate, not reiterate because I haven't mentioned it yet, but I want to point out that I have zero credibility um, in for this topic well yeah no I, I really don't I, I was gonna say I took I took a class um on American pop culture and it was focused on horror I don't like horror movies but I didn't feel like changing classes and I was like I like the professor and I was like you know what I'm just gonna have to watch and horror movies and read horror movies and we're just gonna have to deal with it and uh so I I spent like a whole semester um basically reviewing movies and and books and tv shows that were based on horror so I have some very 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 slight insight on how you know movies should be set up um but that is like that is to the extent uh of my credibility I have to talk about to claim that these are the greatest movies of all time um, I'll also be talking about m- movies that I feel like people think are the greatest movies of all time, and I feel like they really, really shouldn't be. Um, as I was doing research for this, and I'll get into this in depth l- later, but I looked at uh, a list of the 100 greatest movies of all time. They were all, like, from 1923, 1938, and I'm like, how great can a movie be that was made that long ago? You know... It's like, how great can it be? It was all in black and white. Um, They talked in riddles. The acting was subpar. But again, and I'm going to say this probably a lot. Again, I really don't have much credibility, but it is my podcast. And if you disagree with me, yep, you know it. Argue with the wall. So, number one, in my opinion, greatest movie of all time is Little Women. Now, this also, this is originally a book um, written by Louisa May Alcott. It was written in uh, the 1800s, I think, like, beginning, middle 1800s. And um, it's featuring 
I can't pronounce her one name, Saros, Ronan, I don't know, Florence Pugh, Timothy Chalamet, Emma Watson, Eliza Scallon, um, Scalin, Laura Dern, and Meryl Streep, among others. And it's essentially about, um, it focuses on the March sisters um, and kind of just their relationship with each other. And um, they meet this neighbor who comes from, from a very, very wealthy family and they kind of hang out with him, which is Timothy Chalamet, um, a.k.a. Laurie. And it kind of just goes through their lives and kind of what women have to go through. It's it. I don't want to say it's a feminist movie, but it definitely sh- like highlights, um, you know, obviously it's it's focused on women. But it just goes on. It like focuses on um, what women went through in society for like marriage jobs expectations their roles in society while also kind of being a romance movie too uh with joe which is the main um character the main sister uh and laurie too they kind of form this bond where he falls in love with her but she's very very independent and she's very like kind of driven on writing this story and um, kind of just pursuing her career, which was very not normal during this time period. And she goes, like, it's just, it's such a beautifully directed, and it was, oh, fuck, who was it directed by? I feel like I should I should know this. Um, it's, oh, Greta Gerwig, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Um, she's also the one who's who directed uh, the new Barbie movie with... Um, Margot Robbie and Joe and Lori which is the girl I can't pronounce her name she's Irish and Timothy Chalamet who's Lori he kind of falls in love with her and she there's like a point in the movie where he's like professing her love his love and you've probably heard the sound on TikTok or seen clips of it but he's like professing his love in like obviously the most romantic way possible that men just don't do anymore because you know it's always just like hey I think you're hot you're banging you got a sexy ass I think I love you but before it was like I'm bewitched by you god can we bring that back please I want I want a man to come up to me and be like I am bewitched by you you have my heart and my body and soul like can we bring that back maybe please um and essentially it goes through like it's it's just it's so heart-wrenching and I I'm going to say I don't really think they're spoilers but like I don't know I guess maybe they might be spoilers but I'll just talk about it anyways sorry um and it's like they don't end up together because she is just like so determined to focus on her career joe and but at one point she's she's like well maybe you know maybe i maybe i i can try to love him you know and and the mom is like but do you love him and she's like well i love the idea of of being loved and it just really captures the like constant battles women go through of just like sometimes we want to just be a stay-at-home mom and 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 that's 
fulfilling enough. And sometimes we just want to be independent and not get married and feel fully fulfilled with just pursuing our career. And I think that it just is captured so beautifully. And I, and I love that it is still a, still relevant, like over a hundred years later that it's the same kind of thing that women go through, like these internal battles of like, can I be independent and single and still feel like I am loved and like I am wanted and still feel fulfilled? And so I just, and this, this movie also, um, has kind of like a sentimental value, um, of it with me because I saw it with my great aunt kind of a few months before she passed and a couple, like not even a month after her husband had passed, they died within like within a year, um, tough time for the fam, but that was I we went to go see it with her on New Year's Eve because that's what her and her husband used to do and so since he had passed we we went to go see it with her and uh we saw it in theaters and so that kind of has like a sentimental value in that aspect um of it but it's just it's a comfort movie and I wish I could watch it more but I can't because you have to have like Hulu premium or something which is so fucking stupid like if I have a subscription to a fucking place like why do I have to get an extra subscription to a to a subscription I already have I don't know it's fucking bullshit so I have to like illegally watch it and risk getting a virus on my computer but worth it um I picked out some quotes from the movie that I just feel like they just have a grip on my tiny little brain that just is constantly playing like these scenes are just constantly playing in my mind that good god good god (sighs) sorry that I love so much um got a burp hang on anywho um this one is uh, said by Joe, the main character. She says, women, they have minds and they have souls as well as just hearts. They've got ambition and they have talent as well as just beauty. I'm so sick of people saying that love is all, is just all a woman is fit for. So I love this quote because it represents how I personally feel with the constant battle of like wanting to be in a relationship, but that's kind of what is just expected like oh you know any boyfriends uh girlfriends you you know dating anyone it's kind of just this expectation that like women are just it's not that it you know it's all we're good for but to a certain extent it's like it's almost that's what we're expected to be is to be a wife to be a girlfriend and why can't we be recognized more for our ambition and for our hearts and for our talents and our intellect I feel like that's just grazed over because we're just looked at like this figure of reproduction and nurturing but why can't we be figures of intellect and leadership 
So that's why I really enjoyed that quote. Not to get too hefty. Don't worry. This, um, I'm just, this first movie is like my most serious one. And then I get into other movies that are like, you know, that are still, in my opinion, the greatest movies of all time. But they, you know, they're arguably a little silly. <laughs> that's a very uh, ominous uh, pre pretext to that. Um, next quote. Good God. This one kills me. This is by Amy. Um, or like Amy says this, which is Florence Pugh. She says, which you've probably heard it or seen it on TikTok. At least I have. Obviously, I'm on that side of TikTok. But this is, she's saying this to uh, Lori, which is Timothy Chalamet's character. And he's kind of talking about um, women and um, marrying for money and, um, or, you know, rather they should, you know, instead of marrying for money, they should marry for love. And this is kind of her response. Um, and she says, well, I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And as a woman, I have no way to make money, not enough to earn a living and support my family. Even if I had my own money, which I don't, it would belong to my husband. The minute we were married, if we had children, they would belong to him, not me. They would be his property. So don't sit there and tell me that marriage isn't an economic proposition because it is. It may not be for you, but it most certainly is for me. The way she delivers this, like I can never, you know, I'm not going to sit here and like deliver it the way she delivers it. But holy shit, this, my God, the way she delivers this line is absolutely like breathtaking because it just perfectly highlights how women looked at marriage in this specific time period and it honestly could still be relevant to like women in today's society and how men inherently make more money than women and but this quote just like perfectly encapsulates how women viewed marriage back in that day and it's like it's it's just shows the kind of like ownership men had over women in that point while not bashing on men it's just like she was just straight up being like you know what yeah we do kind of rely on men for to like have a good life and it doesn't make you a gold digger just makes you a smart businesswoman essentially back in that day um next quote this is also um amy's quote by uh florence Pugh. this is kind of um this is whenever laurie timothy chalamet is professing his love now to amy after joe had already rejected him and she says, I have been second to Joe my whole life and everything, and I will not be the person you settle for just because you cannot have her. I won't do it. Not when, not when I've been my entire life. Not whenever I've been loving you my entire life. So she's always had a crush on, on Lori, and everyone kind of knew he loved Joe. And whenever Joe rejected him, he went to Amy and so she was like no like I won't be the second best I've been second best to her my entire life I won't just let you settle for me just because she rejected you and and she has her little she does her little like frown thing that she does in all of her 
roles. And it's this quote stuck out to me the most because I feel like I can personally relate to her where it's kind of, not like in terms of like my sister, but I just feel like growing up, I feel like I was always kind of just like, oh, I couldn't get her. Okay, I'll take her. And that is just the worst feeling ever. It's the embodiment of how rejection feels or when you're someone else's second choice in romantic relationships or in friendships. I, growing up, didn't have, you know, that kind of best friend, always the first choice relationship. Um, And I mean, now I do. And it's the greatest feeling. But there is nothing worse than just, you know, getting asked to hang out just because their first choice couldn't hang out with them it's a terrible feeling just truly the worst um so yes that's kind of all I have for that first movie um that was the that was the longest one um so that was that was that was the most you know heavy one um this second one was my favorite movie for a really long time like my number one um until I watched Little Women so this is number two uh it's called Stuck in Love it's uh it's for the book lovers who also have divorced parents this is for you guys it has Lily Collins, Nat Wolf, Kristen Bell, Liana Liberto, Logan Lerman, a couple others that you might not really know um this is like a little excerpt um, that's kind of what it's about. Um, William is an acclaimed author who hasn't written a word since his ex-wife Erica left him three years ago for another man. In between spying on Erica and casual romps with his married neighbor, Trisha, Bill is dealing with the complexities of raising his teenage children, Samantha and Rusty. Then Rusty falls in love with a girl, but shit hits the fan. I added that last part. <laughs> they didn't write that on like a website. Um, I think I really like this movie because I can kind of relate to it in the aspect of like me and my sister are four years apart in age so we were both teenagers at the same time and I also have divorced parents not that I you know this is obviously kind of almost a romanticized version but and obviously the they get together in the end the married or the divorced couple which is what every child of divorce uh, dreams of, or at least for some time, uh, especially whenever you're kind of younger. But I think the reason I really love this movie is because one, I can relate to it, kind of, and two, because I love the actors in it, and three, because it kind of revolves around an author and books and um and the ups and downs you have whenever going through writing things and creating things um it gets a little heavy with like drug abuse but that's kind of the heaviest it gets um I just think that it's it's beautifully directed I don't know the director but I think that like I don't know I think that they portrayed divorce and the complexities of I mean I don't know what it's like to raise teenagers I do know what it's like to be a teenager and I know that it can be 
a bitch to be a teenager but I think that it's just it's it's filmed directed written and portrayed in all a beautiful way and I highly recommend it um Nat Wolf like the Naked Brother bands the Naked Brothers Naked Brother the Naked Brother band yeah with Nat Wolf and his little brother well Nat Wolf is in this so if you're feeling a little nostalgic about the Naked Brother bands then you should watch it I'm sorry guys I'm really trying to wake up right now I really am I'm really trying for you guys um next how to lose a guy in 10 days god this movie is so good I forgot about it for a while and then I watched it recently and I'm like like Kate Hudson come on hard eye is that a cat or a bird oh sorry guys distracted out the wazoo let me tell you um Kate Hudson heart eye emoji also Matthew McConaughey heart eye emoji and this is like this movie was made in like the prime rom-com era along with like I can't think of any other rom-coms right now but like that era or like 10 things I hate about you like that genre and that era of rom-coms we need to bring it back they just don't make them like they do they used to they really don't and the reason that I really thought about this movie um one because I love it and I think that it's like the epitome of a great rom-com that's not too cheesy but also warms your heart up and has beautiful actors in it um I I thought of it because of the the reemergence of whenever Kate Hudson's character is singing you're so vain but she's like they'd be Ben's partner they'd be Ben's partner um and like I think I'm gonna watch it after I'm done recording this because it just it makes me feel warm inside and I truly love it I love it so much um another reason I love it is because she's a journalist she's a writer and the whole thing she's the reason why she's doing this um the how to lose a guy in 10 days is because she's writing an article about how to lose a guy in 10 days and then he yeah I should probably explain what this movie's about as if you guys all I mean I would hope all of you have seen it it's an older movie um she's like she's writing an article and she finds um Matthew McConaughey McConaughey's character um and he's having a bet on how long like how long he can keep this relationship and she like just acts batshit crazy like to see how long like like what it takes to for him to break up with her and obviously they end up falling in love at the end but um like it's kind of just like one of those bets and then she finds out he finds out and this and that and but good god it makes me so happy I just it's like oh you know it's almost like an enemies to lovers because it's like he's so fucking fed up with her and she's like so annoyed with him but it's like no it's like you love him we love him babe just say it um but yeah she's a she's a writer I'm a writer kind of I mean I'm a, I have a degree in journalism so so it's just kind of hashtag relatable sorry that was so gross all right next up <laughs> this is where you know it kind of gets a little little silly little crazy um 
the Ice Age films are peak comedy. Like, (laughs) and I know you might be thinking, Lily, you're dumb. And that's fine. But I'm going to sit here. I'm going to tell you that the Ice Age saga is just like, it just makes me laugh. I know it's kind of meant for kids, but I don't care. Um, I, I do the Sid the Sloth impression on a daily basis. Um, it's probably annoying and I'm not going to do it just because I feel like you have to really know me and to be around me and it has to be in like a natural setting for me to kind of, to kind of, you know, really get the full effect on it. So I won't do it, but, um, just know that if you want some mind numbing content, watch the Ice Age films. Next, number five, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Similar to Ice Age, it's just pure peak comedy, in my opinion. Um, Jim Carrey's performance is impeccable. For it being made in 1999 um, and released in 2000, I think, the CGI and, like, the makeup and special effects are just fucking immaculate. Like, I can't believe that, like, Every day, all of those characters went into hair and makeup to look like Who's, like the Whoville characters. And I was watching an interview once on Jim Carrey and his performance in The Grinch, and he was saying that, like, most of the time he wasn't actually, you know, acting. He wasn't doing method acting. He was just constantly fucking pissed because he was just hot and sweaty in his costume. I mean, I would be too. It was just like, he was, it was like long, hot hours of being in that suit, in that makeup, and just like, it'd be every day he'd have to go in, and it'd just be hours of putting on his costume, and I I would be just as mad, and so he was saying that, like, he was just constantly fucking fed up with it, and so him being an asshole in the movie was honestly just like, him getting his emotions out because he was just constantly fucking annoyed so um what else do i have oh yeah the hate 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 double hate loathe uh i love doing that just another thing that i like to quote in the five o'clock dinner with myself can't my stop one again uh you know that's just you know that's also something that trends on tiktok very often Next, Crazy Stupid Love. Um, Stellar cast. All the right people. Um, If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. It's it's kind of like a staple piece for Valentine's Day. So if, you know, you want to watch a little rom-com, go ahead and watch that movie. Has Steve Carell in it. That's, oh, Ryan Gosling. Emma Stone. And I can't think of anyone else right now sorry but that's about it um hitch it has uh will smith in it me my mom and my sister watched this so much growing up uh i don't know why but it's about uh this guy his last name's hitch and which is will smith and he's kind of like this love doctor and he meets this guy the guy who plays uh mall cop Paul, Paul, Paul Bart. I don't know what his real name is. 
but he meets this guy and he's like trying to get this like hot woman definitely out of her league kind of that obviously the you know the non-traditional attractive guy always gets the hot girl like in every adam sandler movie ever um it's just god it's there's this one scene that i always just like have playing in the back of my head where will smith is trying to teach um i can't even remember his name i should have looked this up but the other guy i'm gonna call him paul bart bart paul i don't know uh to how to dance and he's like you know you know do the q-tip throw it away make the pizza like just like the stupid basic dance moves that just should never see the light of day and he's like doing them and um it's just it's funny and it's a classic movie and you just you can't go wrong with it um similarly this is like the same era of movies that I watched whenever I was younger with my mom and and sister the proposal with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock fucking amazing also side note for the longest time up until I was probably like 17 or 18 I said Sandra Bullock because that's how it's fucking pronounced but I'm pretty sure it's Sandra Bullock or maybe it's the other way around and I just can't remember but I'm gonna say Sandra Bullock but I think I said Sandra Bullock Bullock all my life but I don't know Ryan Reynolds in his prime in this movie he's young I mean he's still sexy to this day I mean my god but he's like his prime his primo self in this movie and it's basically about this executive who is I think from Canada and uh she has this I think he's her assistant Ryan Reynolds is her assistant and she is getting deported and she needs to get her green card and in order to like stay in the country and she um (laughs) she essentially fakes a relationship with Ryan Reynolds and like he takes her to um his family's house I think in Vermont or Maine or something like this beautiful gorgeous house Betty White's in it R.I.P really miss that woman I thought she was gonna live forever honestly but she didn't it's really unfortunate miss her um and she's in it and it's just fucking hilarious like just the most ridiculous things um that Sandra Bullock went through during this and um he has like you know fake proposed to her and it's just it's a feel-good movie like a lot of these movies are um now I'm gonna start talking about movies that I don't want to hear are the greatest movies of all time I have two listed but I'm sure I'll think of more as as we continue number one Pulp Fiction fucking hate that movie Pulp Fiction one of the worst movies I've ever watched in my entire life I don't have a long list of worst movies because if I don't like a movie in the first half um I either turn it off or if I do watch the whole thing I immediately just forget about it like it immediately leaves my head so I've probably watched more horrible movies but these are just the two that came to my mind I watched Pulp Fiction with my first boyfriend and he really liked it and I just remember like sitting on the couch being like what am I doing with my life right now 
This is the longest, most boring movie of my entire fucking life. And I'm never going to get back these however many hours. I feel It's like nothing happens in it. Nothing fucking happens in it. And I'm just, I was just utterly fucking confused the entire time. And I was trying to pay attention. I was trying to like it because I know he liked it. So I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll give it a shot. No, it wasn't, it wasn't clicking for me. Horrible fucking movie. I never, ever want to hear anyone. Like, I don't understand. It was on that list of a hundred best movies of all time. What the fuck? Why? Because it's like iconic. Why is it iconic? Oh, because it's good. No, no. It's people who have bad taste in movies are watching it and liking it. Sorry that, you know, you think that a terrible movie is a good movie. That's not my fault. It's a horrible movie. It doesn't make any sense. Nothing happens in it. And that's just that. I will not explain any further. Next up, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Good movie. Um, Margot Robbie stellar in it. Don't get the hype. And... I also would argue that both of these movies, if a man says that these are his favorite movies, <laughs> you know, it's that's red flag, in my opinion, and I won't elaborate because if you know, you know, you know, you know, you know if you know, you know, you know, um, <clears throat> I do want to point out that I don't really watch movies before 1990 uh, or 2000, and on this um the opinion of or like the best movies of all time most of them like I mentioned earlier are from like the beginning of the 1900s and rarely any of them were past 2010 so um I guess maybe they just don't make movies like they used to which I would argue that they have the resources to make really great movies, but I also think the reason why a lot of these older movies were or are like claimed to be like the greatest movies of all time is because, um, you know, there wasn't anything before it. It was like innovative. So, for example, um, the movie Psycho, it was like one of the, you know, foundations of horror in the way that it was done. Um, was kind of like oh um just got a wild text message um it, the way that it was like filmed was something new and i think that it's really hard to do like new things nowadays um because it, it just kind of feels like everything's been done same with like innovations I just feel like it's hard to like come up with something new because it's just like everything's already been done so I feel like that's maybe why a lot of the movies recently haven't gotten a chance to like create something new come up with something new because it's like there are like millions of movies out there that have already done something so um but I think that movies that are that come out you know, within the last 10 years, I say give it another 50. And I feel like some of them will make it onto that list. I just also feel like it just hasn't had enough time. Some of them haven't had enough time to like make that list, you know? Um, like, okay. A movie that was made in 1932 can't be that good. Like I was saying earlier, I just feel like it just, but, but again, like I just said, I feel like it's because it kind of was like, 
something new for that time and so it just has become iconic it was like the first they were the first to do it like the um uh texas chainsaw massacre was on this list and i know that that was like a huge monumental stepping stone for the horror movie industry because of i think just like the gore of it and also like the the final girl aspect and if you don't know about it that's like something i learned about in that class i was talking about earlier where um it was kind of the foundation that horror movies have today essentially um some of the movies that I did know because I didn't know a lot of them um on this list but the ones I did know Dark Knight Rises Jaws The Truman Show but I only know The Truman Show because of New Girl and they talk about it on on that show (laughs) um Blair Witch Project Toy Story and Get Out um the Blair Witch Project and Get Out we talked about in that class because they're horror movies but um I've I've seen The Dark Knight Rises I'm pretty sure I don't know if it was this one or the it was one of the Batman movies but it was filmed in Pittsburgh or at least some of it was for which fun fact of the day um Jaws I've seen but again it didn't really do it for me it was good especially for its time it was made in but it that's that's to you know it didn't strike me as like the greatest movie of all time Truman Show, didn't, haven't, haven't seen it, but I just know of it. Um, I know very, very little about it. Blair Witch Project, here's the thing. That movie was one of the first of its kind in the sense of, like, the actors were um, portraying, like, it, it was supposed to be a movie that was, like, based on true events, um, and it was made kind of before social media, and these actors had went out into the woods and it was like self-filmed low budget um kind of acting like it was lost footage lost people found footage later and no one everyone thought it was real um because no one had social media to know I don't think they like did press for it or anything so everyone thought it was real because it was you know it looked and was edited and directed like it was actual footage and the actors did actually you know hold the camera and film it because it was a low budget film and it just ended up blowing up because everyone was like holy shit like you know this is real footage these people are dead they're not dead but back then people thought it was so it was an okay movie um a little slow but I understand why it kind of you know has that title of the greatest movie uh of all time Toy Story, obviously. Um, I don't really... I was very very shocked to see this on the list. Because it's like, you know, a Disney movie. But I think the reason it was on this list is because it it was the catalyst for Pixar. Um, Oh my gosh, my throat. (coughs) Sorry. Um, And it was the catalyst for, like, Disney's popularity. Or, like, Pixar's popularity. Uh, with just like the graphics and the animation was just like you know the first of its kind essentially so I understand that it's a great movie uh would I categorize it as the greatest movies of all time like for the plot I mean maybe but it's not the first one that would come to my mind and then Get Out Get Out was a really great movie Jordan Peele's movies are really really good I'm not like I said I'm not a big horror 
movie watcher, scary movie watcher, but Jordan Peele's movies I will watch because he does such a great job of balancing humor and horror. I am just filled with annoying sounds today. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. But essentially, uh, I I would categorize Get Out as one of the greatest movies of all time. Not the first one that comes to my head just because it's horror and that's not like what first comes to my head. It's not like my go-to, I'm going to rewatch this movie a million times. But um, Get Out and what's the other one? Um, what is the other one? Um, Jordan Peele. Whoops. So I know he came out with another movie called Nope. Oh, and Us. Us was really good. I watched it for that film class, uh, the horror class, and we like hyperanalyzed it and like took all of the key points from it and talked about like all of the symbols like the symbols it had and it's just like so incredibly like he paid attention to the details to the max and I that's what I loved about it I like hyperanalyzing things I don't know what that says about me but you know whatever um and but Get Out uh is a very very great movie and um it touches on a lot of deeper things and a lot of deeper meanings just like us does I don't know I've heard nope is good but um I haven't watched it yet so yeah I would agree with that and um that was the last movie on that list so that's all I have for today um once again I have absolutely no credibility of saying what's a good movie and what's not but it's just my opinion and this is my podcast so you know if you disagree argue with the wall I don't really care (laughs) um thanks for listening guys you can follow the pod on instagram at argue with the wall but the with is a w um you can rate this follow it do whatever you want with it um and again happy new year and thank you so much for listening and i'll see you guys next week or listen to you guys next week i'm gonna listen to you guys next week no i'm gonna talk to you guys next week all right i think i'm gonna go take a nap bye